On today's Good Word, we're talking about how to build a kingdom and connecting it to the past. After David was crowned king of Israel, the people of God were set to enjoy a new era of peace and prosperity. Because of the unification of all Israel, there was enough money in the coffers to begin building great works of architecture, something that hadn't been possible when the tribes were scattered or wandering due to famine or hardship. David begged the Lord to be allowed to build a temple, but that was not to be David's responsibility. Rather than a physical house of the Lord, David was promised something more permanent in 2 Samuel chapter 7. The house of David would continue without ceasing, but perhaps not the way David initially thought. And as since the time that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel, and have caused thee to rest from all thine enemies, also the Lord telleth thee that he will make thee an house, and thine house and thine kingdom shall be established forever before thee, thy throne shall be established forever. David didn't understand, although we can now with hindsight, that his physical kingdom was not going to be the thing that lasted forever. The comings and goings of worldly governments have little to do with the spiritual power that God brings. David's house and descendants were indicative of more than just the physical kingdom of Israel. Instead, David was the head of a line that would produce the king of kings. The Savior himself would establish the kingdom of God, creating a spiritual power that couldn't be defeated by any force on earth. After a long history of slavery and uncertainty, God's reassurance of an everlasting kingdom would have been very reassuring to David and the people of Israel. From the examples of the fierce nations that surrounded them, the secret to surviving seemed to lie in domination through physical strength. But God doesn't work that way, either in heaven or upon the earth. The Lord doesn't preserve His kingdom through force, nor are His people required to stay under the same worldly power. God's kingdom is unique on the earth because it doesn't require growth through politics or war to perpetuate. The kingdom of God is wherever His people are, no matter the borders that lay between them. No matter how many nations come and go, God's kingdom will be preserved from the beginning to the end of time. When we're baptized into His church, we become part of something larger than we can imagine. Our identity as members of God's kingdom is more important than any other aspect of who we are. It defines us both in this life and the next, connecting us with those who've come before and will come after us, and it connects us to the people who walk the path with us. Though the Old Testament tells of people so removed from us both in culture and time, we still study their history because of our connection through our shared identity. How God's church looked thousands of years ago and how it works today may seem very different from the outside, but they're still both arms of the kingdom of God, fulfilling the same purpose on earth. David couldn't see the full scope of the kingdom he would help build, just as we might not see how our actions today can build into the future. But that's where faith steps in, asking that we trust the Lord to have a much bigger picture than we can imagine. And that's the good word. 